Welcome to My Fair Katie, a film review podcast. I, Katie Schumach, watch movies with my dad. That'd be me, Scott Schumach. Together we will dive into sometimes deep but hopefully always fun discussions of classic films. Today's movie is Love Affair. Made in 1939, Love Affair is a classic love story of star-crossed lovers. Charles Boyer plays Michelle, a French playboy who's never worked a day in his life. And Irene Dunn plays Terry, a former nightclub singer. Michelle is on his way to America to marry the daughter of a billionaire. Terry is on her way back home from shopping in Europe to marry her rich boss. The two are traveling alone, but hit it off. They are afraid to be seen together, but the boat is too small to avoid each other. On a stopover, Michelle and Terry visit his grandmother. She can see that the two are really in love. On the last night of the cruise, the two decide that if they will try to make it without money for six months, if they can, they will try to meet at the top of the Empire State Building on July 1st. Michelle calls off his wedding, and Terry gets a job as a songbird in a Philly nightclub. Michelle starts painting, and his paintings sell. Terry's a hit at the club. They are both so happy and are headed to the Empire State Building. Michelle arrives early. Terry is on her way when she's hit by a car and paralyzed. Michael waits all night without knowing. Terry lies in the hospital, never knowing if she'll walk again. Both are miserable, but Terry doesn't want anyone to tell Michelle of her condition. She gets a new job at an orphanage. Michelle is very successful and sells all of his paintings, but one. A painting of Terry and his grandmother's chapel. On Christmas Eve, they are both at the theater with their former fiancés when they run into each other. Michelle is very cold because Terry is very matter-of-fact about it. So Michelle shows up at her apartment on Christmas Day. They talk about how she didn't show up. Then he realizes that she wanted to be there, but couldn't. He had the art dealer give the painting of Terry to a lady in a wheelchair. He sees the painting in her bedroom and knows the truth. They realize that they are still in love and embrace. Oh. The other one was more touching at the end. Well, you know, this isn't on any AFI list. The second movie in a row we've done, it wasn't on any AFI list. But, in a fair to remember, is the number five love story. Really? Yeah. Actually, that makes a lot of sense. Does make a lot of sense. Rocky should be number one because of Adrian and Rocky, but yeah. <laughs> so Rotten Tomatoes gives us an eighty-six, Popcorn a seventy-two, and IMDb is a seven point three. They should have been lower. <laughs> Ouch! <laughs> this was nominated for six Oscars in nineteen thirty-nine. Really? Yeah, it was nominated for Best Picture. All movies are nominated for Best Picture. No, only like ten were. Oh, really? Yeah. All the ones that we've done, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> we're doing the good movies from 1939. <laughs> uh, it was uh, nominated for Best Actress for Irene Dunn. Best Supporting Actress for the Grandma. Not for the boarding lady. Because hmm. <laughs> she was the best. She was so funny. So we'll get to her. Uh, it was nominated for Best Writing for Original Story. Yeah. You gotta give it some credit for that. I mean, it's a really good story. Yeah, uh, like two years ago, you told us that story, and I thought that you were the one who wrote it when we saw it in the fair, okay. do you remember? First of all, it was like six years ago when you were little, <laughs> I told you the story because you were begging me for a story, <laughs> I'm like, ah. And so I told you in a fair to remember, because I'd never seen this one yet either. Uh, it was nominated for Art Direction, and it was nominated for Original Song, for the one she sings at the nightclub wishing. Oh. You didn't like the song? Didn't win any of those. Oh, okay. I'm compared to Over the Rainbow, though. Yeesh. 
right. <laughs> All right. So, uh, our hero. Who was the hero in the movie? Terry and Michelle. Terry and Michelle, I guess, yeah. So, their motivations were what? To see each other again. Yeah, in the middle of the movie, right? Yeah. Um, and throughout the second, third act. But to me, their motivation in the beginning was to get some cash. <laughs> they're both gold diggers they're both horrible horrible people yeah I mean not only are they falling in love with somebody when they're both engaged but they're engaged to people that they don't love because they're both rich they are terrible people they are aren't they <laughs> <laughs> that's why that's why I don't think it holds up so well as a great love story yeah and also, it wouldn't make sense today because why not just call each other now? Like exchange numbers and. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or they could Text become, me. <laughs> or they could become friends on Minecraft or Roblox. <laughs> what are they eight? <laughs> <gasps> I play Roblox. <laughs> <sighs> I stand by my statement. <gasps> <laughs> so, what choices would you have done differently? looked where I was going when I was <laughs> yeah that's a good one <laughs> uh, I mean yeah she was looking up there wistfully hoping but she could wait for the, the crosswalk <laughs> did you see many people around she could have just waited for the crowd you don't even yeah. have to look just wait for the crowd which by the way terrible advice when we're in New York City don't <laughs> just follow people in the crowd okay and make sure you look but she was the only one in the entire city, 12 million people actually looking up since 1939. <laughs> Maybe that's why people in New York never look up. Because they're afraid of getting hit by a car. Mm. No. Or maybe they just take it for granted. They do take it for granted. It's a shame. All right, so the bad guy. Just because you're a bad guy doesn't mean you're a bad guy. Is there a bad guy? It's not really a bad guy. I think no. the two in like the love story. The fiancés were like, well... They could, they were in the way, though. They were in the way? <laughs> <laughs> would they have been more sympathetic if they had killed the fiancés? That's mean. Yeah. So, Michelle's fiancé, she didn't seem very redeemable. They didn't really get in her character hardly at all, though. No. I mean, I'm just saying that because she was rich. <laughs> so, and they didn't give her any reason you to believe that she was a good person but her fiance yeah he was really nice he was really nice and he stood by her even, i bet he would have married her even though she was in love with michelle if michelle had been like yeah there's no way i'm wheeling you around for the next 30 years he might still have I mean, at the end and maybe we can do our unanswered questions now at the end, are they really sticking together? Because her last line is, if you can paint and make a living, basically, then, then, I, I, then I can walk. And he's like, oh, then I love you. But what if, what if she doesn't learn how to walk? I mean, not learn, but you know, like, what if she... Like, she can't walk, yeah. Yeah. Like, how long does he wait? Well, that's terrible not to date somebody just because they can't walk. Of course it is. But he's a bad person. I think we've established that. <laughs> so that's an unanswered question for me is, do they really end up together? We know that they do in Affair to Remember. Because it's a better movie. It's a better movie, yeah. <laughs> and 
Cary Grant's a better person. I think you said that while we were watching it. I'm going to give you credit for a mean thing. <laughs> it's because he's French. That's why you didn't like it. <laughs> and Cary Grant's Cary Grant. Yeah. Actually, I'm the one who said he's French. Yeah. But you did say he's not as likable. But, I mean, Cary Grant's Cary Grant. Yeah. We need to watch more Cary Grant movies. Okay. Put that on the list. All right. The setting. Could they have done this somewhere else? No. Because it was the Empire State Building. Yeah, but could have been could have been the Eiffel Tower. Could they have been French and coming back from America on a ship and said, we'll meet at the top of the Eiffel Tower? Yeah, but there would have been no place for her to get run over by a car. <laughs> there are cars in Paris. I know, but like, there's like a bunch of grass around the Eiffel Tower, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, the there's a park there around the Eiffel Tower, but there's also roads not that far away. Oh, then never mind. She could have been run over by a crepe cart. <laughs> <laughs> There could have been a mime driving a car. (laughs) (laughs) Could have pretended to run her over. (laughs) That's not funny. None of this is funny. I know. I don't know why you're laughing. Because I want to make you feel better about yourself. (laughs) (laughs) About having to watch that movie. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Uh, so I guess it could have been anywhere, but I think it was topical then because 1939, the Empire State Building was still pretty new, was the tallest building in the world for a really long time after that. But at the time it was pretty extraordinary. So I think that was an important piece, but today it could be, it could be the Burj Khalifa. It could be the place in Tokyo, like the doll. Is that the Burj Khalifa? No, no. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, it could be in Tokyo. It could be in China. It could be anywhere. I don't know. I'll cut this part out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, the cinematography and filming. What did you think of that? <laughs> okay. Yeah, it did not live up to the standards of the other movies we've seen. No, you could see her shadow. Okay, that's a nitpick. We're gonna get to that. Okay. Let's hold off. But I want to talk about, like, the actual, like, cinematography. The, uh, there was, like, really dramatic. Maybe this is more editing. But there was, like, terrible cuts in between. Yeah. <laughs> and there was, like, there was this one time when they are panning across all the kids in the orphanage. And, and then the song. It, it stops in the middle of the song. <laughs> and then they reset the camera. And then they start panning again. And there's, like, there's, like a second of black. It was really bad. And... You know, we were watching an unremastered version, so there was a lot of crackling and hissing. And, yeah. But still, that was not added in. That was that was <laughs> when people saw it in 1939. And they were in all these beautiful locales, and we, you know, you see Stagecoach, right? Yeah. A big, huge vistas, and we saw, you know, Gone with the Wind made it look like these big, beautiful scenes, and the plantation, and the you know, the, the city of Atlanta. And we saw uh, Wizard of Oz. Everything Wizard of Oz that was done on a set, but it still looks great. Really, yeah, it looks really big and, like, beautiful. Yeah, but in this one, they're in Madeira, and they're in New York City, and everything feels so tight and claustrophobic because they're just little tiny sets. Yeah. The old, wide open ocean <laughs> looks so <laughs> tiny. But then you see a movie like Jaws, where the ocean, it looks spectacular, and it's all character in the movie i think they really dropped the ball on that yeah 
Um, okay. Just like everything else. <laughs> <laughs> okay, how about the music? They obviously featured the music here because really the movie was probably under an hour if you take out <laughs> all the singing. They sang the song twice. <laughs> well, yeah, they wa- really wanted it to be nominated for an Oscar. So what do you think about the music, though, in general, the score, the other songs? It was okay. It was okay. It was pretty good. Yeah. Costume design? All of, like, the women on the boat were wearing really expensive clothing and, like, big fur coats. Yeah. Lots of lots of fur. Yeah. Didn't seem that cold out. <laughs> but I don't think that's what furs are really for. No. Just to show off how much money you have. Yeah. It was first class on a transatlantic cruise ship, so. Yeah. Editing? We talked a little bit about some of the editing. It was pretty rough. Yeah. I think it could have been tightened up quite a bit. It was still under an hour and a half. It was only like 88 minutes. It didn't seem like kind of dragged on in some scenes. Some scenes dragged way on. I think uh, if they had, during the singing, if they had intercut in other things, it might have made the songs better. Yeah. Like showing more reactions instead of just a performance piece. What would you think of the titles with the book? Like the scrapbook, or was it like a that wedding was, book? That was really cool. It was kind of cool. I've seen that before. Like Snow White did that, but yeah. this one. No, actually, it was um, Sleeping Beauty. Oh, Sleeping Beauty. Yeah, because they like that's it was right. a storybook, and then. Yeah, that's right. This was more like a was it like a wedding book? Is that what it was? And there were the sheets of the parchment in between the pages to protect oh, them. Maybe like that was their wedding book. <gasps> yeah. So they do get married. So is that question answered? Yes. Okay. There we go. We solved the problem. Nitpicking. All right, here we go. All right. So they're on the boat, on the railing, and what do we see behind the actress? Her shadow. Her shadow on the ocean. (laughs) Because the screen is only like six inches behind her. That was terrible. When they showed the tiny model boat. Like it was, showing so the cruise. it was so small. <laughs> it looked like a toy boat. Say that fast ten times. No. Fine. Okay, uh, what about the newspapers? Why was it so important that you had to show that some guy who used to be famous was going back to Spain? To see his grandma? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What about him calling off the wedding? That was that front was the page. Head t- yeah. <laughs> that was the big headline. <laughs> Michelle calls off wedding. <laughs> Yeah. Are there any other uh, nitpicks or unanswered questions while we're here? No. All right, the big picture. So what what do you think the message of the film is? Love will always find its way. Even for two terrible people? Yes. (laughs) I guess they deserve each other. (laughs) I'm not saying she deserved, don't look at me. I'm not saying she deserved to get back car. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying (laughs) that two gold diggers deserve, you know, to be poor. (laughs) But happy. It's just like Arthur, by the way. Who's Arthur? Oh, that's a really funny movie that you probably shouldn't watch. Sorry, I I shouldn't keep mentioning movies that you shouldn't watch. But wow, is it a funny and wow, is it inappropriate? <laughs> yeah, he is a really rich guy, but he falls in, he gets engaged and he falls in love with a poor girl, Liza Minnelli. See, there we go. I tied it together. Judy Garland from Wizard of Oz. Yeah, her daughter. Uh, I'm gonna get fired for having my phone in the recording booth, aren't I? All right. I'll fire you. Anyway, Arthur. Yeah. 
Okay, so if you haven't seen Arthur and you're over 18, you should go see Arthur. Overall in cinema history? Not in the top 300. <laughs> no. It was... You could see the bones of a good movie in there. Yeah. Like, in a fair to remember. Yeah, if you had a likable actor. <laughs> <laughs> and, and color. Color. We haven't really complained about color much on this podcast. I know, but... The- she was, like, talking about the color and how pretty it was. <laughs> See, there you go. There's your nitpicking. <laughs> and everything looks so green. <laughs> and vibrant. <laughs> All right. And the Katie goes to our Cherry Limeade Award. I've only got one nominee here. I don't have a lot of nominees for, <laughs> for things. So help me out. One nominee I got is Grandma. I love the Grandma. I thought she was great. What about the crazy old lady who kept on talking? Well, I've got her in the... The side item. The end scene. The end scene? Yeah. Okay. And the Katie goes to? Grandma. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> You're not even going to pick your own nominee? No. Okay, yes. <laughs> yes. The Odessa Steps Award. I've only got two nominees for best scene. I have the chapel scene, which I thought was really well done and sweet. Yeah. There was like no talking. Yes. But it really conveyed a lot. And then the end scene, which you nominated for Cherry Limeade. The chapel scene. I liked the grandma and everything to do with the grandma. She wasn't in the chapel scene. I know, but it was at her house. It was at her house. Do you want to nominate the the scene with the grandma talking to her? It was a pretty good scene, too, without Michelle there. Yeah. Okay. And the Katie goes to Terry and the grandma talking. Okay, there you go. That's fair enough. All right, this goes to 11. I've got two nominees for here. (laughs) I've got her singing in the nightclub. She was really super proud of herself and really belting it out there at the end when she even gave the fist pump. First fist pump I've ever seen. And then the other nominee I have is the end scene. A little over the top. The nightclub. The nightclub. Yeah. Did you have any other nominees? No. Okay. And the Katie goes to the nightclub. Nightclub, all right. All right, here's the McDonald's French Fry Awards for the best side. The only nominee I have here is the crazy boarding house lady. <laughs> Do you have any others? Yeah. What? The orphanage. Like the guy who worked at the orphanage. Oh, the, the head the of the orphanage. Puss. <laughs> All right. And who does the Katie go to? The crazy lady who worked at the boarding. It's <laughs> a good one. It's the pictures that it, got small. It was funny how she would like stop talking for a second and then keep on talking more and more. Like you're doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> no. And the... Oh, I thought you were going to do it again. I didn't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Anyway, it... it was funny how she kept on talking. <laughs> <laughs> About her husband... You know, she was telling her, marry a rich guy? Yeah. Just don't marry a loafer? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to step back a couple categories here. Would it have been better if Michelle didn't sell paintings, if he was actually just, like, painting billboards for a living and was legitimately poor? I think he would have been... Happier with her, maybe. I think he would have been redeemed in my eyes a little bit. Yeah. If he was happy being poor, but he ended up being rich anyway, so... Yeah. And he was famous before. So well, he, he had to have money. Right? No. Because he didn't have social media to influence people and get product placement ads. 
<laughs> so, you know. Also, another nitpick is, how did he, like, just step away from being famous? Like, nobody noticed him again. That's a good point. You would think he could have gotten rich off of being famous. People have done, people did it then, just like they do now. Maybe that's how he sold the paintings. Maybe. It's the pictures that got small. I know where you're up to. All right, I got three, three nominees. I think I know which one you're gonna go for. First one, they call me Pickle Puss. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this one is Michelle. If you don't mind, I think I'll take my pride for a walk. When he was shot down in the beginning. Yeah. And this last one is. Steal yourself here. If you can paint, I can walk. And the kitty goes to Pickle Puss. <laughs> <laughs> if that was Cary Grant and a pair to remember, you totally would be crying right now. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Who won the movie? Cary Grant, because it gave him a role. <laughs> he certainly couldn't be worse than Charles Boyer. <gasps> Charles Boyer's a fine actor and, and a gentleman. Not in that movie. Really? Yeah. I thought he was okay. I mean, he's not Cary Grant. Yeah. I guess we should have watched this one first and then I'm fair to remember. Yeah. It's hard. There aren't many sequels that are... Better. A lot better. (laughs) (laughs) Ouch. (laughs) We're only reviewing old movies on this podcast. (laughs) All right, R-A-S-P-E-C-T, while we're on it... (laughs) Should this movie be remade? No. What do you mean, no? It couldn't top an affair to remember. Well, that was the remake. I know. <laughs> should this movie be remade? Yes, absolutely. It should be remade in 1957 with Clark with Clark Cable. With Cary Grant. Do <laughs> you want to try it again? Yes, okay. All right. R-S-P-E-C-T. So, should this movie be remade? Yes, in 1957 with Cary Grant. Okay. <laughs> All right. If you were to remake it again today, which has been remade several times, and it's been referenced in other movies... Warren Beatty did a version not that long ago. Well, really super long ago for you. If you were to make it today, who would you cast in the lead? Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. <laughs> <laughs> Can you see him as a as a gold digger? A gold digger. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Uh, Want to have a catch? Our cryability zero to ten. Wow. I'm just kidding, like five. Five? Yeah. Yeah. And a fair to remember is like fourteen now. <laughs> uh, wow, that's crazy dis- disparity when it's almost line for line the same movie. I know. It's weird though, because I didn't cry. You cried. I didn't cry. Yes, you did. I did not. I saw tears in your eyes, and then I saw like a little. Down your no, you definitely did not. <laughs> yes, if I, I cried, it was only because I was still watching the movie 80 <laughs> minutes later. All right, that's a wrap. Brief takeaway. Uh, from my perspective, it was, wasn't was as bad as we're making fun of. But <laughs> <laughs> it certainly didn't live up to its sequel. Um, for 1939, was it a really good love story? I'm sure it was amazing. Um but I don't think that it holds up as well as the other movies we reviewed. Especially not compared to Titanic. Even though we haven't reviewed that. You've never seen Titanic. I know. I know that you hate it, though. I don't hate it. 
Mommy hates it. I don't hate it. I hate that it's, well. One of the best movies. Like I hate it's like the biggest movie of all time after one of the other worst movies of all time, which is Avatar. But Rocky should clearly be Rocky first. should be the number one movie of all time, yeah. And then all of the sequels. You know, if you adjust for box office, you know what the number one movie of all time is? No. And it's not even close. What? It's not even close. What? Gone with the Wind. More people have seen Gone with the Wind than any other movie by a long shot. Not Mr. Ricciardi. He hasn't seen Gone with the Wind. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he will by the time that airs because I'm going to loan it to him. Oh, okay. All right. And so what are your your thoughts? That I'm glad that they made it so then they can make an affair to remember, which is clearly a better movie. But it was okay. Do you recommend it for old-timey movie lovers? Yes. Do you recommend it for kids? No. Do you recommend it for people who like movies okay? No. So only old-timey movie lovers? Yeah. Like grandmas? Or like you. Wait, I'm right. <laughs> I'll say that's a wrap, Katie. <laughs> that's a wrap, Katie. <laughs>